Welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland, and as an HSP psychotherapist and founder of Sensitive Empowerment, I'm excited to share this podcast with you. My mission is to teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are, and empower you to flourish in your full potential. I love featuring highly sensitive people worldwide to bring unique perspectives that shed light on what it's like to experience life as an HSP. By exploring high sensitivity from different angles, I hope to create a sense of normalization and validation that supports your journey. To further your understanding of high sensitivity, I invite you to explore all our episodes and discover tools in my online courses to help HSPs overcome the challenges of living in a world not set up for our levels of sensitivity. That way you can fully embrace the many gifts that come with this trait. For more information, visit sensitiveconnection.com. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome everybody. Today we are recording live from the Sensitive Empowerment Community, which is a positive alternative to social media for sensitive people. You can find us at sensitivecommunity.com. My name is Willow. I shall be your host today. I am the founder of Illuminance and creator of the High Sensory Coaching Program. And today, the topic that we're going to be diving into is understanding the importance of our role locally and globally as HSPs. So what's exciting about the current evolution of our trade is we're beginning to understand the advantages as well as learning how to manage our challenges. And it's most encouraging to know that our trait is genetic. It is not caused through trauma, through conditioning or anything else. It is an intended part of nature and a very important part of nature. As I work with high sensory people day in, day out, and I have done for many years now, it always astounds me how we are able to perceive the world around us at a deeper level. We care very much about the evolution of the world. We care deeply about the imbalances that are in the world and wanting to do something about that. We are people on a mission. We are very much aligned to a greater perspective of the world around us. And this gives us a responsibility to really claim our role and to become who we are really born to be in the world. So the trait was originally um, identified as a way to bring an advantage to the human race. So it wouldn't work if we were all high sensory. So having that percentage of us who are high sensory it allows us to be able to read a greater perspective, to, to, to process more data around us. And that has been very, very useful for the human race ever since the prehistoric time. So this is, this is, uh, this is what they're saying about the trait, that in the prehistoric times, it made sense to have that extra sensory uh, perspective around us to be able to keep us safe, 
to evolve uh, more effectively, um, to be able to relay information about the natural world around us for our own for our own safety and for our own benefit. It's also, of course, found in 100 species of animals. So again, nature realizes the importance of having this higher perspective. So when it comes to where we are now in the world, we are, of course, much further along in our evolution and our abilities are much further along in terms of our evolution. So our intelligence is matching, of course, where we are in terms of, uh, in terms of our evolution as the human race. So where this gets really, really interesting is that each of us are bringing a perspective to a particular area of life that matters most to us. Now, in my work, as many of you know, I am, I'm deeply passionate about the purpose of high sensory people. And it's part of how my high sensory ability works, as I like to call it, in terms of how I'm able to work with people to help them to understand their purpose and to tune into their role and what they're really here to do. And what I found over the years is it's, it's quite interesting to consider how human purpose works. So all human beings, whether we are sensory, whether we're high sensory or we're non-high sensory, again, this is not a comparison. We are both highly needed in the world. Nature knows what it's doing in her balance. When it comes to human purpose, all of us, all of us come in with a natural area of competence, whether that is uh, working on cars, whether it's building cars, whether it's driving trains, whether it's working pe with people, whether it's coaching, whatever it is, all of us have a natural competence, an area of expertise. And we're also given a fascination in this area. We're given an interest in this area. We care about this area of life. Now, not all of us, of course, follow this. Not all of us, of course, claim it and have the courage to really embark on that, um, to embark on that endeavor that we're given. And those of us that don't, it, it's uncomfortable for us. We tend to feel dissatisfied. We, we tend to struggle with a sense of belonging. We're not, we're not, finding our place in the world and it's it's because we're rejecting the intuitive sense of what we're here to do the piece of the puzzle that we are here to fill when it comes to high sensory people we have exactly the same thing so we have a natural area of competence that really matters to us and we have this inherent interest in it we want to do something about it we want to work in this area so it's nature's way of helping us to become of service in the world. Each of us is bringing a piece of the puzzle to the natural diversity of the human race, of our place here in the world. For us as high sensory people, the way in which we are processing more deeply is always in service to that area of competence. So it gives us an advantage in figuring out what our purpose is because when we are very honest with ourselves about the area of life that really matters to us, we begin to realize that it has been with us throughout our life. And then when we dig a little bit deeper, we actually get to see that the way in which we're processing more deeply is aligned with that. 
whatever imbalance it may be, whether it's equality, whether it's human rights, whether it's the environment, whether it's working with people, when we are in our natural arena, our, our processing ability is giving us greater data. It's giving us a, a greater range of data and information in that area. We, we make, we make uh, more connections in that area. We're processing more deeply in that area. And that is how we're then able to be of service in that area. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's very simple when you think about it. It makes complete sense. But it's also a beautiful phenomenon that this, this happens and this occurs. So this then gives us an opportunity now, especially where we are in the awareness of where the trait is evolving right now. It gives us this amazing opportunity to recognize that we are here to add enormous value to the world in our role as a high sensory person or an HSP. We are here to, we, we are here uh, in this moment of time, really, to support and to spread the word and do what we can to really help the high sensory trait to to be normalized and to be utilized in the way that it's really intended. So for many of us in our generation, we really didn't get the training at all that we needed to really understand what the trait is all about. And so many of us are trying to fit in. We're trying to be like non-high sensory people. We're trying to make our lives work in the same way that high sensory people, non-high sensory people, sorry, seem to be successful and effective and happy. But that doesn't work for us. And it really, it really is the cause of our depression. So for over 50% of us struggle with depression in the, in the, in the, Western, uh, the Western part of the world, which is very sad to, to think about that. And a lot of the reason for that is because we are simply not allowing ourselves to be ourselves. We're trying to fit ourselves into a box that simply isn't the truth of who we are. So we're at a very, very interesting point right now where through the community, through our conversations, through, um, through conversations such as this, we've, we're really beginning to shift our awareness of what this trait really means. We're breaking new ground. We will be known as the high sensory people that stood up to say, I think I'm here for something important and, and I really want to claim that. In a thousand years time, the trait will be recognized in a very different way we will understand its importance we will be training our children very differently and we will be embracing the role that it plays we're not quite yet there not quite there yet however we are very much still able to claim this role of who we are we're still very much able to tune in and be honest about the part of life that matters to us about the area of life that fascinates us and, and to get really interested about how we're processing the world. So when I'm having the conversations that I'm having on a, on a daily basis with, with high sensory people, it's so interesting to see just how our cognitive ability is able to go into the depth that it does into key areas of life. So this starts to bring us into the role, starting to think about where, how this works. What does it look like for a, for a high sensory person who is in ownership of their perception and the value of their perception, most importantly? 
So if we were to look at schooling, for an example, if we were to look at how classrooms operate and especially how education operates, as a high sensory person, if we're interested in education, we're interested in schooling, we're interested, interested in the in the successful development and the, the, the successful development of conscious development and awareness in children, then we are going to be observing classrooms, the school environment and the structure of education very, very differently. We are going to be observing many, many additional nuances and different avenues of thinking that uh, that, that are going to be occurring as we're in, in our natural environment. So, for instance, if we're in a classroom, we are going to be much more aware of how everybody is doing in the classroom. We're going to be observing the behavior of the children in the classroom in a different way. We're going to be feeling the energy. We're going to be feeling the the general uh, situation of the classroom. We're going to be observing behavior more deeply. We're going to be noticing micro expressions, tone of voice. We're going to be understanding the deeper needs that are going to be occurring in the people in front of us, in the children that are in front of us. We're going to be more aware of whether the school environment is supporting the, the well-being of children. We're going to be able to sense and feel when children are feeling uncomfortable, when teachers are feeling uncomfortable, when there's stress in the air, we're going to get a good idea as to whether children are being seen, heard and acknowledged in the right way, because we can feel when they're not. It's, it, it's a visceral experience for us. And, and, and the key piece here is to own this in you. It's to recognize this in you. It's to allow this in you. Now, I know that many of us are introverted and many of us come up against the, the fear of thinking, well, yes, I do see these things and I do feel these things, but how am I supposed to communicate that? My, my invitation with that is, first of all, is just to start to get really interested in your own experience, in your own perception. Become practiced in how you perceive the world. Become practiced in how you receive the information that you do. Get used to that. In the process of realizing how important it is and that it is a, it is a very valuable perspective, what's gonna happen is you're gonna to begin to develop the language for it. You're gonna understand the appropriate times to make, your, uh, to make your perspective known. You're going to be able to intuitively feel how it is appropriate to benefit a school environment in this example by bringing your perspective to to the ears of the people that really need to hear it so again if if we if we move into a different area such as healthcare and well-being the same thing is going to be happening there and and as as you're listening to this wherever you are in the world right now my invitation is to tune into what is this area for me that interests me what is the conversation that i really want to have with people you know if i'm if i'm at a gathering and and I, I happen to meet someone we long for a particular course of conversation and it's because that's our area of interest that's our area of purpose it's where our high sensory abilities are designed to operate so you will notice it'll begin to come to you so for instance if we look at the the area of healthcare and well-being the same thing's going to be happening again. 
you're going to be understanding what well-being means in a human being at a much deeper level. So in this area of interest for you, you will naturally be observing this. You will have always been naturally observing this ever since you were little. You will have been tuning into discomfort and dis-ease in people, the dis-ease. In other words, if someone is talking to you or with you and they have this ongoing back pain, for instance, intuitively you're going to know that there is a deeper cause to this back pain. You're going to be able to tune in to feel how the person's feeling, to identify the areas of stress. Do they feel supported? Are they in the right kind of career? Is their relationship serving them? How is their diet? Are they getting enough exercise? Are they taking care of their needs properly, spiritually, emotionally, physically? You're going to be reading all of these things. Now, the challenge here that we have as high sensory people is that we assume everyone can do this because we haven't had that contrasting viewpoint when we were younger in terms of our development to say, you're seeing and reading this differently and therefore please pursue that and utilize that ability. We didn't, we didn't get that information. So we've come into our adulthood assuming that everyone sees the world in the way that we do. That simply isn't the case. It's not what nature intended. And nature intended us to have this, this, this additional viewpoint, this, this additional data that we're reading. So, so again, the invitation is as you tune into this area and thinking, wow, yeah, it is well-being for me. I am interested in, in, in how people are operating at a, at a deeper level. If that resonates for you, then again, please start to notice how you're reading people when you're talking to people. What are you seeing at the deeper level? What are the kind of questions that you want to ask? What, have you, what are you receiving intuitively? Remember, we're highly intuitive as high sensory people. We're highly empathic. As we're reading, as we're receiving more data, it's giving us a deeper perspective into the into the literal reality, into the literal fabric of reality. And people are a part of that fabric of reality. So, so that's going to extend out into healthcare in general. So again, if you are, if this is your area, you're going to be tuned into how hospitals are operating. You're going to be tuned into the practices of doctors, the practices of nurses. You're going to be tuned into how the pharmaceutical industry is running. You're going to be tuning into, uh, tuning into whether we are responsibly operating the process of healthcare and well-being in the world. You're going to see where things are not working. You're going to be able to see through medical practices that are perhaps in place for the wrong reasons and not really serving the greater community or the the healthcare uh, the healthcare operation itself in the world so so it's it, it's about getting interested in this it's about recognizing that you know we're not here to to start a fight with with non high sensory people we're not here to you know uh, to to sort of become a pain in terms of in terms of uh, you know, just making a noise and just getting frustrated and, and upset about the fact that things are not working as we as we see them. You know, a lot of the time we we get that uh, that overwhelm, that sense of thinking, I can just see that things are not working. There is this imbalance and, you know, it, it just seems too overwhelming. It seems too much for me to do anything about this. 
Well, we have to bring in our range a little bit. So we just have to feel into how we can start to make a difference in a, in a, in a local sense, in a way, excuse me, that is actually doable for us. So we're, we're beginning in a small way. Remember that we're breaking new ground as high sensory people. So each of us really are beginning a legacy in our particular area of interest. So, so please don't feel disillusioned by the fact that if it is healthcare, if it is education, you're thinking, well, it's just too much of a mess for me, for me, for me even to begin. Well, change happens. Change happens. We are evolving towards good as high sensory, as as a, as a race. I know there's a great deal of of difficulty and suffering happening happening in the world, but if you look back over the last two hundred years, the progress we're making is phenomenal. So remember that what you're doing, the difference that you're making is, is going to have an effect, even at the smallest level. And you never know who you're going to enthuse and motivate to want to help you. Us coming together as high sensory people in communities is incredibly important because it gives us the opportunity to bounce ideas off each other, to get acknowledgement for each other. And for us to be able to come together and work together in order to make the changes that we that we want to see. So, so remember that you know even if you're writing about things or if you're you know you're publishing content in some way or you're just having conversations or you're you're just writing um, something that you may publish later, whatever it is for you, whatever you love to do in terms of communicating please know that you are making a difference. We have no idea the effect that our input and our intention is going to have. And that's much better than regressing, uh, you know, sort of uh, hiding ourselves and thinking, well, it's too much or who's really going to listen to me. The trouble with that is it, it it makes us deeply unhappy. There is a saying, as I know many of you know, I'm sure you've heard of it, you know, there is, there is the pain of changing and there is the pain of not changing. The pain of not changing and the pain of not embracing our ability is much greater for us, I believe, as high sensory people, because we feel everything so deeply. We are deeply connected with a particular cause that's within us. We don't like being on other people's agendas. We realize that if we have to follow someone else's framework we're unable to truly embrace the cause that's within us to want to make a difference so it's it's better to make little baby steps to get support just to get your word out there to see for yourself to experience for yourself that if you if you take a little bit of action following that when you see that you're still alive and you see that nothing horrendous has happened to you, you're gradually beginning to dissolve the false beliefs that are running that it's not safe to be seen for who you are. That is something that many of us have in place from our childhood and, we, and it needed to be in place as our childhood. in our childhood. We needed to protect who, who we were. As adults, we have a whole different set of ways to look after ourselves. It is safe to be seen for who we are in ways that are appropriate for us to do so. It's what nature is intending for us. So we have to burn through these false beliefs by witnessing for ourselves, by experiencing for ourselves that those false beliefs aren't true. And that is the leap of faith that we all have to make. 
as I said, three people. We're, we're warriors right now. We're, we're, we're at the coalface, you know, we're having to make a stand for ourselves because our perspective and uh, our perspective and, and the truth of who we are is not widely known yet. It is in many circles. And of course, many of us are coming forward. And it doesn't mean to say that we have to come forward and say, hey, I'm high sensory, I'm intuitive, I understand energy, I have a deeply spiritual connection. You know, we don't have to come from the language that may confuse or not work for non-high sensory people. We have to respect the way in which non-high sensory people operate and how their thinking operates and figuring out how we can become of use by slotting ourselves in to allow our perspective and our value to be truly understood. So this works in the same in any area. So if you were to think of the area of the corporate world, um, being an employee, being, an, being a manager, um, those in leadership, supporting those in leadership, exactly the same thing happens again. So as employees within a company, we are very aware of the, the culture of the company that we're in. Are people feeling safe? Are we clear on what the values and the mission and the purpose of the company that we're working for? Do we feel aligned to that? Are our voices being heard? Do we feel that we are being respected as human beings, to be, uh, to, to be respected as human beings in terms of how we feel safe, how we are more productive in companies? We can sense and see all of that as high sensory people. When we're in a meeting, if there's a, a load of meeting, a load of people around the table in a meeting, we can feel who's not having a very good day. We can feel who's struggling. We can feel the people that really have something to say, but they don't know how to say it. We can feel that perhaps someone who always talks and can't stop talking in a meeting is perhaps hiding their insecurity or they're not feeling safe themselves. And it's just a, a mechanism that they're running. And we feel compassion and love for that person. We see all of this. And it's becoming more and more uh, utilized in the workplace where managers will connect with with the high sensory person at the end of the meeting to say what did i miss in that and the high sensory person is able to 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 divulge all the information that we're sensing and seeing the same thing happens in leadership when we've got people who are highly competent in driving products forward and hitting sales figures and breaking new ground in new countries having a high sensory person alongside or even in leadership themselves helps to understand the greater impact of the solution that's being provided in whatever way that may be, to understand whether or not the, the greater purpose of a company is really aligned with, with holistic and wholesome values and truths. Are we actually moving along to create something that's going to be of lasting value in the world, or are we ultimately causing more damage than than uh, doing good you know so these again are perspectives that we can clearly see as high sensory people because of this ability to see more deeply into the fabric of reality i know that sounds a little bit um uh, perhaps a little bit confusing sometimes to 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 tune into that but when you consider the ability to process sensory information more deeply that means that we are seeing into the sensory world. Our world is a sensory experience. It's a, it's a, the consciousness experience that we're having is, is a sensory experience and we are able to receive more data about the world around us. So it's giving us this deeper, deeper perspective.
So the key piece here, just to just to say again, is to recognize your own area of interest, to recognize the role that you're here to play at a personal level, because this is not only for your happiness and for your um, for, for you finding your place and meaning in the world. This is about the importance of your role here. It's the importance of your perspective. It's honoring nature. It's honoring nature's intention of creating this perspective through us. It doesn't make a difference if we sit on it and we hide it through fear or through worry about being seen. That's not what we're here to do. And ultimately that causes us a great deal of difficulty and ultimately can send us into a very uncomfortable um, experience of ourselves if we're if we are if we are holding back the truth of what we can see feel and ultimately bring to the world as high sensory people so thank you so much for listening and tuning in i'm very interested to uh, hand over to you guys and to um, to answer any questions that you may have. Um, I hope this has been useful for you. I'm um, very excited to uh, just to touch base with you and see if I can answer any questions. Um, and just before I do that, um, I have a question here that was uh, asked in the community, which I'm just going to just just going to touch on here. Um, the question is. I'd love to, in fact, just before I ask, uh, read that question, I'm just going to have a sip of this uh, delightful smoothie that I made earlier. Ah, yes, thank you. <clears throat> so the question here is I'd love to hear you speak about how to stay true to ourselves when the world we are called to take on is, is one that also pulls us deeper into our own struggles. In other words, our role can be to give more, but then it takes so much more out of us. And the doubt creeps in about whether we're meant to give so much in the first place. It goes on to say it's about balance, boundaries, and self-care. And as, as perfectionists, it's hard to not feel like we need to have it all figured out before we can be ready to help others and not want to be the blind leading the blind. Excellent question. Thank you. Thank you very much for the, for the question here. And you've raised some really, really important points here. So the first thing that I would say about that is it, it's overwhelming if we try to overextend ourselves or we try to wrestle problems and difficulties like non-high sensory people do. If we spread ourselves too thin and we try to be all, all, for, all things for all people, we are not respecting our area of expertise. So in other words, there's going to be a very particular niche in which we really excel. And sometimes that means having the right people around us who understand the value of our perspective and are able to utilize the advantage of that and to help to utilize the information that's coming through. So if we feel like we're giving too much and it's taking too much out of us, it's not an effective way of utilizing our ability. We have to hone and tune in to the very specific area that we are highly gifted at serving in. And that maintains our potency. And also what's very, very important here 
is we begin to witness how effective our perspective is. We get to witness the difference it makes. When we start to get that feedback, that's what resolves the doubt. Because the trouble is, is we're, we're taking a leap of faith. We're taking a, you know, we are, we're, we're reaching out to want to make a difference in, in some way. And, and in the early stages, we are yet to experience the evidence of how valuable that is. So we have to learn to create the right circumstances to enable us to witness ourselves in action in a way where it's going to be received and understood by the right people. So we can then, it, so, so we can then see for ourselves how it works and, and how we best operate. So, uh, so I, I hope that, uh, I hope that helps. And uh, thank you. Thank you for your question. Very, very, very good. All right. Uh, so, um, so let me dive into the question. Question here from Carol. Thank you, thank you, Carol. Let me uh, uh, let me just uh, read this here. So so wonderful, inspiring to realize we have the opportunity every day to educate the world about how amazing our HSP our HSP trait truly is. Absolutely. How do you recommend we share with non HSPs that our trait is a beautiful and unique gift? That helps the world without making them feel badly that they're not HSPs. Great question, and beautifully written, Carol. I've I've found many non-HSPs don't understand our trait is a benefit, and they mistakenly think our deep sensitivity is something that needs to be medicated or hidden. Right? Yes. Okay. Very, very, uh, very good point here. So this is uh, this is an art to do this. So. It's about recognizing that our perspective, it is different. And we have to, my invitation is for us to learn how to communicate the, the benefit that we have in a way that makes sense for non-high sensory people. Because if we are overwhelming them with language they don't understand, and we're talking about the, 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 you know, the, the intricacies of our abilities, if they don't understand it, then they're going to fear it. And that makes people behave in weird ways. So we have to honor and respect that our relationship with non-high sensory people is a partnership. It's, it's a symbiotic partnership, just exactly in the same way. If you, if you think back to the prehistoric times, a high, a high sensory person will come over the brow of a hill and think, ooh, there's something not right here. I don't know what it is, but I can feel there's not something right here. And it may be because there's some animals hiding in the distance or, you know, or perhaps there's something has happened in this area or perhaps the, the, you know, the, there's a problem with the vegetation or something. We're going to sense and feel that. So in those times, what we would do is we would communicate just to say, I have a sense there's something not quite right here, or whatever we might say. Can we just explore things and just tread carefully for the next couple of miles just to give us a sense? Because that partnership would have been trusted and utilized over time, the non-high sensory people are going to trust that perspective. You, well, you've proved us right before, so we're going to listen to you. So it's recognizing that there's patience in forming these relationships, and we have to be very respectful of the fact that the world is predominantly non-high sensory. So, so it's very much about the language you're using. It's very much about the, um, the way in which our perspective forms a partnership and how we are addressing things from a holistic point of view. 
so um so i hope that i hope that helps and, and we're, we're also what just add to that where you said um uh, how do we you know, share our gift without making them feel badly that they're that they're not hsps so again we also have to check in with ourselves to ask why am i doing that right now is there any reason as to why i'm talking about the advantages and the unique abilities of my trade if there isn't a direct purpose and reason for that so non-high sensory people are going to learn about us they're going to learn about you through your ability and how you're helping so it's just important to check in you know because whether we are trying to persuade a non-high sensory person of who we are we don't need to do that we are um it's just an invitation to bring up what we need to bring up when it's appropriate and it's needed all right so i, I hope that's helpful thank you carol great question great question uh so question from marcus here how do we how do we present our abilities to others and increase our influence i recently told someone i'm working on something for sensitive people and got an o as a response um or adding something related to sensitivity on LinkedIn usually gets responses that show they don't really get anything around it. So do we need to avoid negative associated terms and exchange them for the ones mainstream understands? Yes, I think that's I think that's really important. Yes. So um so part part of what's really important again is to understand is to recognize that we are each of us are suited and designed to work in a particular area of life so marcus you're going to have a natural area of expertise and and my invitation here is to tune in and feel into well who are the people that that are going to most benefit from my ability in other words your ideal clients now it may not be clients necessarily that you're um, that you're trying to attract, you know, in the sense of a coaching a coaching sense, but you're still going to have people who who are going to benefit from your ability, whatever that is, whether you're creating a a system or whether you're creating a service or whatever it may be. So it's really important to to understand who your who the niche of people are that are directly going to benefit, or who are going to be able to share and accentuate the effect of what you're bringing into the world so um so i see here that you're you know that you're working on something for sensitive people so so your target niche are sensitive people so it's about trying to get your message directly out to sensitive people to communities of sensitive people to groups of sensitive people um and not worrying about what other people say about it we have to just let go of any negative feedback or comments we may get from people to, who don't really understand. It's not really our business. Bless them. If people are have the time of <laughs> the time to, uh, you know, say something mean about what we've posted, you know, I my invitation is not to take that to heart and not to try to persuade that person that what you have is of value. Is just to bless them on their path and let them move along and to continue to focus on the people that really need you uh so i hope i um i hope i've i've answered your question there let me just check in with this last bit do we need to avoid negative associated terms uh that's a good question yes so for instance you know i'm um 
um, uh, very, you know, part of what I do is to reframe the term highly sensitive into high sensory intelligence, because it's a much better description of our ability. We, we are, we are able to, we, we are gaining an intelligence through the data that we're, that we're receiving at a, at a deeper, at a deeper level. So I do think it's good to avoid negative associated terms, but also it's important to remember that not everyone will know what those terms are, what those terms mean. So sometimes you can say it in the same tense sentence, you know, sometimes as I do, the highly sensitive person, AKA high sensory intelligence or high sensory person. Um, so I think it's, it is good, but as long as people understand what you're talking about and um, you know, don't worry about the negativity that comes through just keep getting your message out to the people that really care um, and the people that you're ultimately here to help all right so uh so thank you marcus great question so let me just come down here um to carolyn uh, a question that you uh that you've you've um, posted here how does one deal with the shaky confidence that one has about whether we are correct or not when it comes to sharing our gifts and purpose with the world? Great, great question. This is the little leap of faith that I'm talking about here. It is an invitation to take little baby steps to witness yourself in action. So to get around people who know and uh, to, to know and are more familiar with your area of interest, your area of expertise, and definitely other high sensory people. So, you know, being a part of, um, of a sensitive community, you have a wonderful opportunity there to invite people to a little conversation that you can facilitate to say, you know, or to invite people who, ha who have a similar interest to you as, high sensory, uh, as a high sensory person, and, and to open that conversation up and to witness for yourself what happens to you when you are in an aligned conversation like that because what's going to happen is your high sensory intelligence is going to engage you're going to focus and you're going to start channeling and you're going to start you're going to start feeling the flow of your zone so it's about giving yourself the opportunity to get into your arena with safe people who get you and understand you so you can start to experience that you're not going mad. You do have a purpose, you have a gift, and it has value. And then your confidence will build. Then you can take yourself out into other arenas. You can extend yourself a little bit. And by that point, you will have more language around what your ability does to help others to understand it and for them to be able to utilize it. So, uh, so, so great question there. Great question. Uh, so Amy, question from you. Sometimes, sometimes I use the word use the word high sensory, the uh, high sensory instead of sensitive because sensitive has a, a negative connotation. But should I embrace the word more instead? And are there other words to use to relieve our fear? Yeah. So again, uh, again, great question. So, so um, yes, I feel that the uh, the word sensitive has negative connotations because sometimes it is associated with weakness and the trouble is for us is because we haven't had the training that we needed in early development 
we tend to identify with the parts of ourselves that feel like they're out of place or wrong or broken in some way. So we do have to be really careful around the language that we're using internally for ourselves and also the way in which we're using this word sensitive. So, th so there's, there, there's many meanings, obviously, you know, for, for the word sensitive. But if you think about um, sensitivity from an evolutionary point of view, if, if a species is too sensitive, then it's not going, it's not strong enough to evolve. That, you know, there's, there's something in our thinking there to thinking, well, we're, this is survival of the fittest. You know, it's, it's every man for himself in nature. We can't be sensitive because that's, that's a weakness. Well, that's, that, that's, a, uh, that's a very detrimental way to think of ourselves and think of the trait. That, that in that sense, the word, a better word is high sensory, definitely. But then again, when we think about the word sensitive in terms of the fact that it allows us to experience the environment around us more closely, if we think of that example in the prehistoric times, that the person who has the sensitivity to be able to read and feel that there may be dangers or risks in an area of land, that sensitivity is highly valuable and actually supports evolution. It's actually a benefit to the evolution of a species. So I think it's very, it's, it's important how we're framing these words within us um, and to embrace, embrace your sensitivity because of the advantages that it gives you. So, uh, so, uh, so yes, I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, answered that for you. So thank you so much, everyone. We're going to leave it there for today. I really appreciate all of your input and thank you for being here on the call today. Um, as ever, I very, very much encourage you to reach out to the sensitive community, to, to check out sensitivecommunity.com, um, the amazing community that Julie B. Elland runs. It, you don't have to be alone in this. If you're sitting somewhere listening to this and it's resonating for you, please reach out. Please, please do something for yourself to help you to connect with the tribe of high sensory, highly sensitive people that are doing amazing work in the world to come in and to be seen and heard and recognized for who you really are. There are incredible resources in the community. There are so many topics. There is so much, um, so many resources that fulfill so many needs that we have as high sensory people. So please do reach out, please do connect. If you are resonating with the purpose piece, if you're listening to, listening to this and thinking, wow, I know it's time now for me to embrace my purpose. I know I've got something valuable to bring here. If you would like to train to reveal your high sensory purpose in whatever area that's going to be, whether it's coaching, whether it is working in the environment, whether it is helping in healthcare, schooling, education, whatever it is, please reach out and check out highsensoryintelligence.com. There you'll be able to book a discovery call with me. I will be able to have a, a conversation with you just to help you to get a taste of how your ability is working and how myself and my team at Illuminance may be able to support you, to train you, to get you out in the world in alignment with the truth of who you are. So either way, whatever it is, please make sure that you are 
honoring who you are as a sensitive person, as a high sensory person, to help you to, to please recognize that you play a very, very important role in this world. And the way in which you're here to fulfill that role is, is authentic for you. It's safe for you. It works for you. You're designed for it. So enjoy the exploration, enjoy the processing. And as I say, look after yourselves and please reach out if there's any way in which we can support you. Thanks so much again. Thank you everyone for being here today. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.